Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not about the corner office. It's not about the fancy title. It's not even about the extra money. Responsible leadership is about taking care of those who choose to follow you, and that care takes on many forms. This podcast is dedicated to bringing you the best guests with the best advice to help you succeed in that endeavor. The Responsible Leadership Podcast is a production of The Leadership Phalanx. To find out more about me and what I do, visit leadershipphalanx.com. That's leadership, P-H-A-L-A-N-X.com. And now, on to today's show. All right, listeners, hello and welcome to this episode of the Responsible Leadership Podcast. I've got a, eh, okay guest for you this week. It's me, Earl Breon. Uh, You all know me as the host of this podcast for the past four years, and um, the reason it's me is I just want to let you all know that we are in the home stretch of the show. That's right, folks. Uh, We are coming to the end. Uh, I'll get into a little bit more as to why as uh, we go through this episode, Uh, but we are going to be airing the final three interviews over the next three weeks. And I have some amazing guests lined up for you. Uh, Next week is going to be Coach Gary Waters. Uh, He is an esteemed NCAA coach who is on a mission to help build leaders with character. Following Coach Waters will be uh, Bertina Cicciarelli. Uh, Bertina is helping leaders rethink DE&I initiatives with her co-author, Suzanne Tedrick. Uh, And they've got a new book. Innovating for Diversity Lessons from Top Companies Achieving Business Success Through Inclusivity. And then to close things out is my friend, a prior guest on the show, the sensei leader himself, Jim Bouchard. And like I said, you may remember Jim from back in episode 10, way back when the show first started and was still known as The Burden of Command. Um, and, uh, he's done quite a few things since then, including getting his own podcast back up and running titled walking the walk. So if you haven't, uh, subscribed to that show, I'll get that link in the show notes for this, but it is a great show. The walking the walk podcast with Jim Bouchard. And, uh, as you can tell, like it's going to be three great guests to end the show on, um, 
But like I said, this is my wrap-up show. So why am I doing the wrap-up show three with three shows left in the can? Well, why not? I mean, nothing else about this show has been normal, right? I mean, I started out with a different name. I rebranded a little over halfway through. Um, I've changed format several different times. Nothing about this show has been normal, so why should the ending, right? <laughs> you know? Um, but it really just boiled down to kind of some scheduling conflicts, if you will, I guess maybe the best way to put it, uh, with some of my uh, final three guests. Had a little bit of a gap there, and I said, well, you know what, let's fill that gap by just doing the wrap-up show a little bit early, because, you know what, it's not about me. The final episode shouldn't be about me. Uh, it should be about the guests. I don't want this show to go out as, oh, Earl being the spotlight on the last show. I want the last show to be about my guests. So I want to do this a few episodes early so you all uh, hear great content from great guests as the last bit of content you hear from this show. Uh, so this is going to be my uh, my farewell speech. And then the last three shows pretty much are going to be as normal. I'm sure Jim and I will talk about it being the last show. Uh, but for the most part, we're just going to have normal conversations in those shows. But uh, as part of that, I just want to start off at the very beginning, first off, by thanking y'all, the listeners. You know, without you, there would be no show. Uh, there'd be no reason to do the show. If folks weren't tuning in, if folks weren't listening, um, it just it, there would be no reason to do the show. There would be no purpose behind it. But you all have, and you've continued to show up, and you've continued to steadily grow. You know, when the first episode aired, I think I had like three listeners. And, you know, to be honest, that was a little disheartening. But the next episode, I got five, and then I got six, and then it started growing, started snowballing. And now, you know, I get two, three, four hundred listeners an episode sometimes. And, you know, for those of you who watch numbers and look at true crime podcasts and things like that, those may sound terrible numbers. And for those genres, they absolutely are. But for this genre, uh, for leadership and development, uh, unless you are like in the top two or three podcasts, uh, a couple hundred listeners a show is, is pretty good because it's just such a crowded space. Uh, not very many people in this space crack a thousand uh, listeners a show. Uh, two or three hundred listeners a show, you, you've put me in the top very few percentile in this genre, and uh, I appreciate it. And I just want you to keep doing what you're doing. And I know some of you might be new here. This may be the very first episode you're listening to, and you may be saying, oh, great, the show's ending. What's the point? Please don't. Um, some of you have been here from the beginning, and some of you, um, you know, may just started listening a couple episodes ago. No matter where you are on that spectrum of listenership, go back and listen to those past episodes. The very first episode is fantastic. Um, the, the last episode I did, fantastic. There's a lot of great content in between. You got 250 plus shows to listen to. By the time we're done, you're going to have a little over 260 shows worth of content. All fantastic. All great. I'm not saying that because of me. I am the least of the elements of the show. My guests have all been brilliant. Uh, the folks, the publishers, the uh, the speaking representatives, the the publicists, 
uh, all of those podcast hosting companies that I've worked with over the years have been fantastic about sending me guests. You've heard me shout out uh, Interview Valet and a few of the other services. They've sent me just fantastic guests, and you have a lot of amazing content to go back and listen to. Again, not because of me, but because of my guests and the work that they're doing. And that brings me to the second piece I want to say thank you to, which is the guests. Without the guests, this show would be nothing. There's no way I could have on my own come up with 200 and by the time I calculated all out, we were a little over 250 hours of content. Each show is roughly 40 to 45 minutes worth of content. I do have a few shows in there that are only about 10 to 15 minutes where I share stories some shows went a little bit over an hour, um, but yeah, we're sitting around 250 hours-ish of content by the time it's all said and done, and I just couldn't have done that, even over the four years, but with the great guests bringing all of their, uh, all of their amazing insight, feedback, covering a wide spectrum of, of topics, it's just it's just been fantastic and the great thing about it is every guest i've had on here has been amazing has been humble has been personable and i've stayed in contact with a lot of them and i've appreciated that 45 minutes to an hour i've got to spend with them and some of them much much more we've shared a lot of emails we've worked together on a lot of projects and some of them i've i've truly become good friends with and we're going to be doing some amazing things together uh, going forward. Um, I love each and every one of you. I'm going to give some shout outs here. If you're not on this list, please don't be offended. I do love each and every one of you, but uh, I just can't name all of you. I don't have enough time in this show to name every single person, but I'd be remiss if I didn't start off with the very first guest I had in the very first show, a gentleman who showed a lot of faith by being that first guest, Mr. Dov Barron. Uh, he started it all off by talking to us about authenticity and answering the very first question uh, back when it was phrased as, what does the burden of command mean to you? And he started talking about authenticity and sharing his stories. Um, and then a few episodes later, we had uh, Colonel Lee Ellis, uh, who shared his lessons, very personal, very intimate lessons uh, as a prisoner of war at the Hanoi Hilton. And if you've never listened to his episode, uh, you really need to. Both of those shows, just fantastic. They share very authentic, very personal lessons that they've learned in their lives. And just both very powerful episodes. Like, in all honesty, every episode is fantastic. I want to keep saying that because it is true. But if you don't listen to any other two episodes of the entire podcast series, those two will do you a world of good. The stuff that they learned uh, through their experiences, and especially Colonel Ellis with the, the stuff that they went through at the Hanoi Hilton, it's just amazing. And as always says, if it can work in an environment like a POW camp in Vietnam, there's no reason it can't work in your workplace. I was able to chat with uh, an outstanding fellow Marine Corps veteran, uh, Corey Schaffer, of the Till Valhalla Project. 
and uh, vetrepreneurs out there, if you're looking for somebody to kind of model after, Corey is the perfect person. I don't know anybody who has been able to put together a business model that gets so much of a noble purpose out of every penny that comes into their business. A, his, his products are fantastic. The shirts that you can get from there are some of the best shirts that I have ever put on my body. But the primary purpose they go to is uh, he builds these memorial plaques to make sure that heroes, uh, police, firefighters, veterans, um, are never forgotten, that, you know, that, that fall in the line of duty, whether it is uh, in a fire, on duty, in combat, to, to they succumb to you know veteran suicide, PTSD-related suicide. So their family has something to remember them by. That's the primary purpose. Then he donates a big chunk of change to fight veteran suicide and PTSD suicide um, prevention uh, efforts. And, uh, you know, that's a huge chunk of change. But most everybody that he employs, I think it's still at or near 100%, are uh, either a veteran, a hero, or a family member of a hero, as he, he terms them. So everything is going towards a noble purpose. You're either supporting a plaque, you're supporting a foundation, or you're paying uh, a veteran, a hero, a family member of a hero, uh, to have a purpose in life. And it's just a beautiful model through in, throughout. And he's got a great story of how he came to that. And it's just a wonderful organization for every organization to model. So if you're not familiar with that, Corey Schaffer, Till Valhalla Project, great products, great purpose, great people, hitting all the P's. It's just fantastic. Then I was absolutely blessed to have Chief Jill Lees and Chief Jason Armstrong at separate uh, episodes as guests on the show. Chief Jill Lees is uh, chief of the IU Bloomington uh, Police Department, and at the time, uh, Chief Jason Armstrong was the chief of police for Ferguson, Missouri, and uh, we talked about a lot of issues uh, about female leadership, uh, about racial leadership, um, and they both peeled back and gave some insight into things that, again, me as a white male never would have understood and uh, really opened up, gave a lot of insight into mental health, into um, campus issues, you know, rape prevention, things like that. Um, great episodes. Like if you are looking for insight into what it is like to be on the law enforcement side of things, Chief Jill Lees and Chief Jason Armstrong episodes, fantastic. Um, just they, they talked about areas of policing and what it's like to be in, in the police force that most people just never consider, never really think about when we're sitting back and we're watching uh, the videos play out. And, um, you know, both good and bad, right? I mean, they, they didn't just, you know, pat police on the back. They, they talked about good and bad, which I think was really uh, a good angle for them to take. Um, but then we, we got into, you know, innovation and all that. And we had Chuck Svoboda on here and um, Chuck just talking about some of the things that he's accomplished and innovation that he's been uh, associated with. But one of the great things that he highlighted on, because it was early on in the pandemic and he really was highlighting how adversity, you know, they always talk about, you know, adversity being the mother of invention, necessity being the mother of invention. 
But not just that. He was talking about how uh, so many organizations had all of these like five to 10 year projects. And, you know, a lot of them, when you talk to them, they're like, well, yeah, this is the fastest we can do it. But when COVID hit and things kind of shut down, uh, especially a lot of these like companies that were already talking about moving online, magically that five to 10 year window shrunk down to two weeks. And what he was talking about, and, and uh, he does a great job in his episode, was sometimes when we have comfort, we give ourselves too much room. And when we have discomfort, it forces us to really move. And if you can take a five to 10 year project and move it down to two weeks and do it successfully, what other projects are we working on in our life that maybe, you know, is an hour and we really need a minute, or maybe it's only two weeks and we only need a day. So I thought that was a really interesting take on a lesson that not a lot of people were talking about during COVID. Um, had Kate Lands, Bob Johansson, Howard J. Ross, and a lot of other folks on here really talking to us about how the human brain works and processes information. And those were just great episodes. A lot of stuff that I never really really thought about you know kate land's talking about all the brains in the business and how everybody's brain is is just a little bit different right now I mean, we've we've know about personality tests and all that but this was a different angle she really got into kind of the neuroscience behind how brains were wired to process information differently bob johansson talked about full spectrum thinking and stopping really looking at categories and looking at things on a spectrum, right? Nobody is just white. Nobody is just black. Nobody is just male. Nobody is just female. Nobody is just uh, heterosexual. Nobody is just LGBTQ. Nobody is, nobody is just, right? Everybody exists on a spectrum. There's a lot of different things that makes up a human being. There's experiences. There's knowledge. There's If you've met one person, you've really just met one person. You can't really relate them to somebody else. Yes, there are some factors that you can uh, relate them to, but there's just a few factors. Everything else is different. And when you really look at that idea of full spectrum thinking, it kind of gets us away from trying to put, and this isn't just about people. This is about, you know, product development. This is about advertising. Uh, It's about thinking about everything full spectrum. And it's really interesting stuff. So if you are kind of, uh, he's a futurist. And if you like thinking about the future and how things can work in the future, Bob Johansson's episode is just brilliant. And then Howard J. Ross talking about everyday biases. And uh, it was great, right? Because he even talks in there about how the word bias has kind of been corrupted. Biases aren't bad. Biases are helpful. Biases are survival mechanisms. Bias doesn't equate to racist. Bias doesn't equate to sexist. Bias doesn't equate to ageist. It can, but bias isn't inherently negative. It's what you do with those biases. And he does a good job of really unpacking that and trying to bring the word bias back to a neutral term because all it means is a preference for or against, not just against, for or against. And I got to say, that is a theme with a lot of my D&I guests on here. Nobody was all radical, race, 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 age, 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 sex, sex, sex. You know, nobody's really just kind of beating down one side of the agenda over the other. 
everybody on here was really kind of coming at it from a neutral place, which is, I think, how DNI training should be done. Not some of these radical examples that you see that the, the major talking heads talk about that gets people radicalized against DNI initiatives. Because I think that's really what you see. The most extreme outliers are what really get put on the news that, he, that, that harden people against diversity and inclusion. When diversity and inclusion is done right, it's not divisive. It's not going to put up those barriers. It's not going to make people against it. It's going to do the exact opposite. And the guests I've had on here have done a really good job of kind of showing you what diversity and inclusion initiatives should look like, not what they have looked like. Um, I really want to give a special shout out to all of the members of the Covey family and the Covey group. I've had a bunch of them on here. Every one of them has been absolutely outstanding. They've been absolutely fantastic. They've been welcoming. Um, I've had the pleasure of having long conversations uh, with Stephen M. R. Covey himself, which is something a country boy from Tennessee like me never thought he would get a chance to do. So, Stephen, if you're listening to this, I love you, brother. I really appreciate it. I love all the time that you spent, and I'll be forever grateful for that. If I never get to spend another second with you, um, I'll just be grateful for what I've had so far, and I truly do mean that. Uh, Cynthia Covey Holler, uh, her book, fantastic. Uh, Live Life in Crescendo is such a great concept, but everybody from the group, just great. I love what they're doing. I love what the family's doing. I love what the group is doing, and uh, there's no no denying why that legacy uh, will live on. It has been fantastic, and I am just uh, honored to have been even a blip on that radar, and I love you all, and I wish you so much continued success. Um, Anthony Casablanca, again, another guy I, I got to give a lot of shout-out to. He lives just down the road in Batesville, Indiana, and uh, his work around grief leadership is just it's, it's world-changing. Like, if you haven't listened to his stuff, you need to, because grief is all around us, not just in death, not just uh, in loss of life as we normally see it, but in change and how he's really, uh, really worked with change and grief management. Um, it's, it's skills that a lot of leaders need, and he's doing a great job of getting that in there. And, um, man, it's just it's great work. And when you look at the fact, and I've, I've used this quote on the, the show multiple times, but when you look at the fact that change is changing faster than change has ever changed before, the work that Anthony doing is doing around change and how you lead your people through change from looking at it from that grief and grief leadership cha- uh, standpoint, it's just invaluable work. So, Anthony, thank you very much for that and, and keep doing that fantastic work. And on that note, I've had many, 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 many change management uh, leaders on here, mainly because change is changing faster than change has ever changed before. There is a major call, major need for change experts, and um, it's been showing, and they're out there, and I've had a lot of them on the show here. So uh, go listen to those. If you're looking to lead your organization through change, I got somebody for you. Uh, there is enough content on here and enough resources to where you can be almost a change expert yourself. Um, and if not, you can find somebody. So don't hesitate to go uh, check out those resources and reach out to those people. They are fantastic. 
And I've already mentioned my diversity and inclusion guests on here, but I just want to give them a shout out again. Like I promise you, I know it's a hot button topic right now. Some people are either all in on diversity and inclusion. Some people are anti-diversity and inclusion. I promise you, I've never met anybody yet that is anti-diversity and inclusion that hasn't just had a bad training experience. Usually they went in, usually it's somebody who's white, and they went into training, and the training's all been about how the white guy is the problem, and they have to pay for all the sins of the past. And that's not what diversity and inclusion training is about. It's really about helping each other see each other's differences, value those differences, and how you can bring those differences together in a positive way to bring better results to the organization value those differences and see everybody as a valuable part of the organization regardless of their backgrounds their socioeconomic status all of those things that make us different stop seeing differences as negatives and how can you use them as positives that's it it's not about making anybody pay for the crimes of the past it's not about making anybody feel less than because they were born into this status or that status not about making anybody feel more than because they were born it's about making each other value each other not making i should say that different it's about helping each other value each other for what makes them different and what that diversity can bring to the workplace to the project to help the organization be better that's the goal of good diversity and inclusion training it's not about browbeating it's not about blaming it's about making the organization better. And if you haven't had diversity and inclusion training that is about making everyone better, you've had bad diversity and inclusion training, reach out to me, reach out to my uh, buddy Pete Hill, and reach out to some of the other guests we've had on here, and we can hook you up with some outstanding diversity and inclusion training that will change the way you see DNI training. Promise you that much. I've had some great military leaders on here, being a veteran myself. Um, you know, Colonel Lee Ellis, as I mentioned before, General uh, Huggins has shared his insight working with General McChrystal, who I know many of you are familiar with. Uh, Ambassador Scott Gration on here shared his amazing story of his relationship with Africa, you know, being there with his parents on, on mission trips in Africa, serving there in the U.S. military, and then getting to return as an ambassador. And then, uh, you know, another guy I've been able to share a lot of uh, contact with, Jason Redman, his story of getting shot up, as he loves to say, I got shot in the face, because he did. Um, what a special human being, you know, before getting shot in the face, his, his story of almost getting kicked out of the SEALs to his redemption, uh, then to getting shot in the face and his road to recovery on that, I mean... I just, I can't really capture his story. I mean, that that is kind of it in a nutshell, but there's just so much more to it. You just got to grab his books. You got to follow him on social media and just just follow what this dude does. He, he is a special human being. He is a gem of a human being. He's a one of a kind. If anybody has the right to just be pissed off, mad at the world, it's Jason Redman, and he's not. He's happy. He's got a positive attitude. He's got a good outlook on life. And he's out there crushing it. So if you need somebody to kind of look at as as a good, positive role model, it's him. Look, I could go on and on and on and on about all the guests I've had. Um, but, you know, the point is, from the beginning, my opening question 
whether it was what was the burden of command or what does the responsible leadership mean to you? That question was designed to gain insight into all the latest trends, all the latest insights from leaders uh, in leadership positions, leadership training positions across a wide range of topics uh, across the globe. And I feel very comfortable that I accomplished that. From episode one back on May 29th, 2019, to the last episode that's going to air just a little over four years later. Because that's going to land here in mid-July. Um, I feel confident I hit the mark. Hopefully I hit the mark, even with the little stories that I shared. I hope you all enjoyed those little short, uh, stories I shared early on when I was getting started and having trouble getting guests. And even some I would share here uh, in between just with things that I thought that you all really need. Um but we've hit customer service, employee service, mindfulness, diversity inclusion, artificial intelligence, future-proofing, change management, women in leadership, law enforcement leadership, military leadership. We've even talked about hemp and cannabis leadership on here, automation leadership, educational leadership, which is one of my favorite new topics, by the way, and so many more on here. Um, Every one of them has its own tremendous value to you, to me, and to society. And I hope you've enjoyed each one of these topics. Uh, but one of the great things about the internet is that this content lives on forever. And this is going to be out there for you all to, to listen to and re-listen to and, uh, and support as long as you feel comfortable doing so. And for that, I want to thank the Electrocast Podcast Network. I've only been with them for about a year now, but they have been absolutely amazing. They've been absolutely fantastic. And uh, thanks to them, you know, when I told them I was going to be shutting down the podcast, I thought they were going to kind of kick me off the network and all that good stuff. But they're like, hey, brother, you got a home. You can keep uh, the show here. This is your home. Uh, as long as you're comfortable staying here, doesn't matter if you're producing new shows or not. We want to keep you on our network. You know, paraphrasing the exchange a little bit there, but that was that was what I heard. That was what my heart felt, and uh, I love that response, and I'm very appreciative uh, for that response. Uh, so all the fine folks at the Electrocast Podcast Network, all my fellow podcasters, uh, uh, John Rennie, thanks for introducing me to those folks. He was a podcast guest on here. Got a great show, Deep Leadership. Uh, if you're into submarines and uh, you, that sort of thing, you should check out his story and check out his podcast. But thanks to them, this content's going to be out there, and you can listen to it. You can re-listen to it, and what that'll do, it will continue to support me, but it'll continue to support them, and they can uh, helps them support other great podcasts as they come online and do their thing. Uh, so please do that. Um Look, President Ronald Reagan once said, some people spend a lifetime wondering if they made a difference in this world. The Marines don't have that problem, end quote. Well, look, this may be a, sound a little self-serving, but now I know I've done that a second time. Once as a Marine, once as a podcast host of this podcast. Because by bringing you this show, these guests, uh, they're out there making a world of difference on their own, and I know they've helped you uh, change, become different, be better leaders, and that's made a difference in the world. And by bringing that, I've helped make a difference in the world. So as a Marine, as a host of this podcast, I know I've made a difference in the world twice over. So uh, I just want to say again, thank you to all the key players that have helped me make that difference. Um, 
my only request to you is that you keep referencing these shows, buy these books, support these folks that are out there doing it. Keep sharing the show every chance you get. That's going to keep Electrocast running, like I said. That's going to keep them supporting shows. Um, and and just share it out. You know, these ideas, they're not going to stop being valid. Um, just, just keep everything running. This, this idea of responsible leadership It's starting to snowball, and you're going to keep that snowball rolling downhill. Uh, So some of you may be thinking, okay, Earl, why are you shutting down the show? What's next? Well, a major reason for that is I want to start ramping up the speaking and coaching side of my business. It's not something I've really focused on, haven't had the time. Uh, Just, you know, I do work a full-time day job, and I do this kind of on the side, uh, evenings, weekends, and... uh, you know, this podcast has soaked up a major portion of that time. So I need to kind of offload this to free up time. And uh, that's it. I want to ramp up my speaking and coaching side of the business. Um, You may have noticed I like to talk. I like to talk a lot. And I enjoy speaking with people, not to people. Uh, It's one of the things I love about this show and why I wanted to be an interview style. I didn't want to just turn on a microphone like I'm doing now and talking to nobody um uh, that i can see i know i'm talking with y'all now but i don't get any feedback from y'all i like talking with people um and i like doing that in person when i speak in person it's not monologue it's dialogue i interact with the audience i want you all to give me feedback if i say something you disagree with i want you to raise your hand and disagree with me right then and there i want us to talk not confrontational i want us to have a discussion right i want us to have a discussion about differing opinions and maybe you change my mind, right? Uh, I don't want this to be a, you know, change my mind type thing. No, this isn't that type of thing. But I want us to have an actual discussion. Maybe you have a point of view that I haven't considered. Let's talk about it. And that's how I do my speaking. That's how I do my training, if you will. And, and I've missed that. I want to get out there and, and do that more. Um, and, and I like to make friends. I like to chat with people. I like to be in a room. I'm, I'm, I've never met a stranger, as my wife always says. So... If you happen to be an event planner or you know somebody who is, uh, pass along my website, leadershipphalanx.com, P-H-A-L-A-N-X, phalanx, leadershipphalanx, all one word, dot com. And the email address is earl at leadershipphalanx.com. I'll be forever grateful. Uh, If you pass it along, I'll be extremely appreciative and uh, just make sure that they mention who you are and I'll give you a shout out. Um, And in that same vein, I would mind adding another coaching client or two. Uh, It's going to be very selective. You know, I don't have a ton of time that I'm freeing up with this podcast, but I will have some time. So I could probably add a client or two, but we're going to have to make sure it's a good fit. I'm in the process of, or not process, I'm in the business of helping people be better not about transferring money from your account to mine for no good reason. It's got to be a good fit. we got to be able to, to make sure that we're helping you become a better leader. And then I'm the person that can help you do that. So if it's a good fit, let's talk about it. Uh, reach out using those same avenues, leadershipphalanx.com, earl at leadershipphalanx.com. And if it's a fit, We'll talk about the arrangement at that time. If not, I'll see what I can do about finding you the right coach. And folks, I just want to say one last time as I wrap up this episode, um, thank you all for this amazing journey. 
you know, it's not quite over yet. I do want to remind you, you do still have three interviews coming, and they're going to be great interviews. Don't miss those. But it has been an amazing journey. I know I've grown. I know you've grown. And I know our combined efforts as host, guest, listener, educator, learner, practitioner, leader, follow, and just human beings have made a difference in the world. And because of that, I can walk away from this project with my head held high, my heart full, and no regrets about what this show has accomplished these last four years. I love you all. I look forward to working with you all again in the future, whatever that may hold. Stay safe and healthy out there. See you on down the road. Well, all right, folks, there you have it. Another great show about responsible leadership. I really appreciate you listening. And if you have any feedback for me, please reach out at earl at leadershipphalanx.com. That's E-A-R-L at leadership, P-H-A-L-A-N-X.com. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing the show so these messages can spread further and make a bigger impact. With that, I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.